All right, we are live. We'll just wait a minute, all right, and let some people start coming on. Sure. Get the uh, the comments up here. All right. And so, what's good in the hood, family? This is your boy Cliff. I am back on the interviewing, guys, and I'm here today to interview the fabulous Blended Lines member, Bethany Curry. How you doing today, Bethany? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It is absolutely my pleasure, man. And I want to first talk about why we're doing this interview. So last week in the group, you know, I always tell my members to lean in, right? And uh, because I'm a very big advocate for, uh, hey, Nicole, for um, mental health. And I just feel like uh, if you just put what you're going through out there in the atmosphere amongst people that you trust, you get that weight off your shoulders. Right. And then there's always somebody who's either going through the same thing or has been through something similar and they offer encouragement. So that's why I like for people to lean into the group because it truly takes a village like kids, right? And you posted something that just pretty much floored everybody in the group, I think. And um, let's talk about it. I, I, it'll probably sound better coming from you. So let, let's hear, go over how, how you, uh, what happened last week or what you posted last week, if you don't mind. Sure. So <clears throat> what I puzzled last week was not the first time that this has ever happened to me. So uh, for those of you who do not know, I am a wheelchair user and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, I was um, in a meeting and uh, they well, pretty much in a nutshell um, was I was pretty much told that um, I kind of don't belong in this group, um, not the blended lines group, but this meeting that I was in. And, um, and that just got me, just got me just all riled up about how, um, in the past that people have come up to me and said, you know, that I don't belong or that, um, I should pray and repent and Jesus will heal me of my disability and I will walk and, um, I should shoot myself because my life is not worth living. Um, and just, I mean, just the craziest shit <laughs> that that people come up to me and say. And, um, it, you know, when it first started happening to me, I would, well, I even still, I still get very um, um, <laughs> shocked, I guess you would say. Yeah, like my face, like. You're right, like what? Um <laughs> Because it doesn't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think as I've gotten older, I just, I'm like, I feel like people should be more tolerant of, of diversity. Right. They are not, I guess people are not. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, I, I just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, I'm having a bad day. And I just really leaned into to blended lines and, and uh, look, you know, and I really got the support that I needed and I really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate you leaning in because, I mean, I, I know that's a, a difficult thing to do. And, you know, especially if if you're depressed or something already, you know, I mean, you what's dangerous about depression is you seclude yourself. Right. And, you know, I'm the most extroverted person that you'll probably find. And even I like people were calling me. I didn't I'm looking at the phone, not answering it, you know, and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I felt like a burden. So. I'm so glad you leaned in because it led to this. And, you know, really, God had already put on my spirit to get back to interviewing. And when I saw uh, your post, I knew that was the interview that I needed to do. Right. Because what you made me think about was when it comes to discrimination, I was thinking more of race. You know, I'm black. And, you know, when I hear discrimination, I immediately think about black, white or a racist person or some, but you can also be discriminated against having a disability. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Like what, 
would you do you mind sharing some like examples of what it's like to have a disability in America? And then you have people like that walking up to you saying like, you know, you should shoot yourself and, and you're too pretty to be in a wheelchair. I mean, it's just mind blowing even saying it. Sure. So. um, So disability in America. Well, I will first say that not all disabilities are created equal. So and by by that, I mean, like somebody with a visible disability, such as myself in a wheelchair, I can't hide that. I can't hide the fact that I use a wheelchair. So I roll. People see me. You know, they can assume whatever they want. Um, when I was in college, people would um, ask other people what was wrong with me instead of asking me. And so they wow. people would be like, well, just go up and ask her. And uh, a lot of times, you know, there's more um, invisible disabilities. So you know, mental health, I mean, that's an invisible disability. A lot of people don't, um, you know, they can't see it and or they don't want to disclose. Um, so, you know, so not all disabilities are created equal. It's, it's very interesting in the United States um, being a person with a disability. So I was born with my disability. My parents raised me just like they did my my sister. I have an older sister. Mm -hmm. They didn't see, treat, treat me any differently. And it wasn't until I started working for a nonprofit organization when I graduated college to ask my mom about um, the, the delivery of the diagnosis day. So I was born in the 70s. They didn't have ultrasounds and all that testing they do now. And right. she told me, that the doctor um, advised her to put me in an institution. And so I, and that's often, you know, the case is when somebody is born as a, you know, as has a diagnosis as an infant with a disability. Um, it's either institute, you know, institution, or they often talk about abortion. And so. Um, what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm very thankful that my mom said no. She was not going to. Right, right. As well as I am. Yeah. So, <laughs> because you know, I often think of of how my life would be different. Um, but you know, here we are today. Um, I mean, you know, I'm young. You know, yeah. I'm very active. Um, when I park in a handicapped spot, people before I get out of my car, people look at me weird. Um, I've mm -hmm like tap on my window and say, uh, you know, you can't park there. And I'm like, hey, uh, do you want me to br bring out the ramp in my van? Wow. wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I have to laugh. At, it's almost like you have to laugh from, from crying. I mean, seriously, like, I'm, why do you think people have the audacity to walk up to you and say stuff like that? Do you, do you think, and I, and this is a real question. Like, do you think, is a lack of empathy? Do you think it's a lack of education? What do you think it is? Um, well, I think it's a, a lack of education, but I also think it's it's a um people see disability as something different and something they don't know or understand. And so they, you know. I mean, I don't want to get into like a lot of political like eugenics talk and stuff like that, but you know, it's it, there's, you know, people I think people just they don't see it very often. Like it's not out in the media. It's not, you know, when I grew up, I was the only person in a wheelchair that I knew of in my town. I mean, I really wasn't, but, you know, I was the only one in my elementary school, high school. Um, you know, in a wheelchair. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so you, you just don't see it very often. And mm -hmm. so I think people, um, they just don't know what they don't know. So trying to educate them, you know, very respectfully. Um, right. For me, I'm like, I have some friends that are um, in a wheelchair and if you catch them on a bad day and <laughs> and comment on something about their disability or their wheelchair, they'll chew your head off. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not the the way to like educate people because nobody wants to be around a grump. So right. but that that's powerful, man. And you know I can feel that because blended line that's 
That is so wild. You know, I, I'm just really tripping because you you have really opened up my mind to uh, discrimination, you know, and, and all forms of it. And what you said sounds like a lack of education, fear, you know, scared to ask the person in the wheelchair versus you want to ask somebody else, which that's crazy to me. Um, you know, ignorance it sounds like it's a bunch of layers in it. I do love the fact that you still try to educate them respectfully because that's very difficult to do. Um, I mean, I can't sit here and tell you, like, if you walk up to me and call me the N word, like, I won't like knock you out. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, <laughs> I know where I am in my walk. I know like what a trigger is because for me, it's a trigger. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's uh, trauma from my childhood of being bullied and called the N word. So, and I'm going to therapy for that now, but it sounds like even uh, with having a disability, it sounds like it's the same thing with fear, uneducated. Uh, I think we talked uh, previously, it may be some privilege in there or, mm -hmm. you know, in used to like, they got some privilege and, oh, let me feel sorry for you because you don't have that type deal going on, right? <laughs> Um, this is a good question before I want to move on. Um, this is, I don't know who it's from. It just says Facebook user, but can you see that question there? Let, let's go and answer that right quick. Uh, I, don't, I can't see it all. I'll okay. So I'll read it. There is a better word you can use that I can't see at all. Yeah. So it says, do you feel, a, how do you feel about the term disability? Do you feel there is a better word we can use or is it accurate in your opinion? Which I think that's a great question. That is a good question. I am probably the worst person to ask because <laughs> I don't get offended by terminology. I mean, I, you know, when I'm around my friends, like I, I refer to myself as like the crip or, you know, right. so I have a, a disability called spina bifida. So um, we refer to ourselves as biffs. I mean, I am like the worst person to ask. Um, I mean, I think disability is fine. Like, you know, there as long as it's person first, because I am a person with disability. Like, right. my my I am in a wheelchair, but my wheelchair doesn't have you know it doesn't define me. Right. Absolutely. I love so, it. As long as it's person first. I mean, you know, Sam who has autism is not autistic. Sam, it's right. Sam right. So. And I would prefer you not to call me Black Cliff. I'm just Cliff. <laughs> so. no no dude i get it i totally get it so um how has your what kind of person has your disability made you you know like so i'll give you an example from my breakdown my mental breakdown it um helped me discover my purpose and my passion uh i love to i learned to give myself a lot more grace I had to re I had to start reloving Cliff again, you know, because over over time somehow I lost who Cliff was. I was a people pleaser, so I was trying to please everybody but Cliff, and I lost who Cliff was. So once I the breakdown led to me finding Cliff, Cliff finding his purpose and passion, and also then to blended lines, right? So mm -hmm. and it definitely made me a strong person, like growing up with colorism, being mixed, you know, uh, black folks was like you too white, white folks was like you black. So I was on my own island. And so that made me that gave me an advantage to be able to interact with all races. Right. Uh, then it also made me strong because I literally like was on an island by myself unless another mixed kid came out of nowhere, which that didn't happen back in the day. Uh, so what has your what what superpowers has your disability given you? So I think it's given me a little bit of resilience and strength. Um, you know, gr again, growing up, I was the only, you know, kid with a disability in my friend circle. Um, I as, as someone with a disability and anybody that has really an, in, an illness or injury, you know, you go through those cycles of grief where you're angry and you're, you know, you're, you're go through like the why me phase. Um, with me being born with my disability, I didn't really know any different, but I still kind of went through those stages of grief at different times in my life. Like mm -hmm. 
time I didn't get invited to a party and my whole class was, you know, I mean that for a child mm. in an elementary school, I mean, that's devastating. Absolutely. That, you know, why me? So I think um, definitely resiliency and just my, my support team, you know, my family was very supportive and even, they raised me to be very independent. Um, but yet they were kind of scared of letting me, you know, fly off and be my own person. So I really, I had to learn how to advocate against for myself, if, against my parents. Like mm. when I wanted to go away to college, they were like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. And so I really had to like get the courage to like have that conversation with them. Like, no, I'm going to away to college. Wow, that is and so that was, really, that was really tough for me. Um, mm -hmm. But it also has given me um, a lot of, of respect for, for diversity um, because, you know, I am a, a woman, I am in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and I'm as white as white can be, but I can still understand that, you know, diversity and, um, you know, and all of that and, and know that, you know, if I was maybe a different color in a wheelchair, that that could be different. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that is that's so interesting. Um, so I know we talked earlier and you gave me permission. Yeah. All right. So uh can you just tell us a little bit about your disability? Sure. So I was born with a condition called spina bifida. So basically spina bifida is um a neurological um condition that it, it means open spine. So okay. it happens in utero. Okay. I was born in the 70s, so there was not any like ultrasound or anything to know. I just popped out and something was wrong. They rushed me um, to a different hospital and they, you know, that hospital saved my life. Um, but so I had a, so there was a, a lesion on my back that had, that my spinal cord was in a sac, per sac protruding out of my back. And mm. so they did corrective surgery within 24 hours. Um, now kids these days, um, that are diagnosed with spina bifida in utero, they can do in utero surgery to correct that um, to help eliminate some of the disability they might have um, later in life. So mm. that's pretty amazing surgery to have a fetus uh, to have surgery in utero. I mean, that, that's just fascinating to me. Oh, they have the surgery while the fetus is in utero? Mm hmm how does that happen? That is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they'll they'll do us like almost like a C-section, um, but they'll take the sack out of the um, the mom's belly, and then they'll cut the sack, and then they'll re you know, repair the spina bifida, and then they'll wow. pack everything back in and let you bake a little bit more. <laughs> Are you serious? So, and they put it back in? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, you, if you you should, there's a lot of awesome research about it. So it's a in utero surgery. So it's a, oh, I'm gonna definitely be reading up on do, that. Do some research. Yeah, it's it's pretty phenomenal the things that they can do now. Right. <laughs> so, but um, depending on where you're on the level of the spine is depending on how um severe you know it can be or you know what limitations and stuff because it can happen anywhere along the spine, your cervical right. region, your lumbar, or your sacral region. So. Um, and then, you know, a lot of kids with spina bifida have, um, you know, some cognitive disabilities. Math's not my forte. I hate math worth a passion. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there some processing issues or initiation and things like that. I mean, but there's, there's therapies and things that you can put in place to help with, you know, getting over those humps and all of that. So, right. And remember how I talked about like your story is all is always somebody else's like testimony or whatnot. I mean, you see what's at the bottom. You know, somebody in the group daughter has spinal, <laughs> yeah, and she had surgery after birth. Um, so going back, and this may be a tough tough question for you, but you're strong. I can tell, so I can ask it. Uh, how does it make you feel knowing that the technology has progressed now that they can do something like that before the baby is born versus I'm a seventies baby too. I'm 78. So uh, I mean, how does, how does that make you feel like? I mean, it doesn't bother me. I mean, 
I know that, you know, with time, we're going to get more advances and in, in, in technology and, you know, medicine and all of that. So no, it doesn't bother me really. I mean, hopefully as an adult, I will um, maybe have not as much benefit from it, but some benefit from it somehow. Uh, right. I, when I was, uh, I saw a doctor when I was 30, 32 for an issue with my spina bifida and, um, uh, she she told me she goes well spina bifida that's a pediatric condition I'm gonna send you to the pediatric hospital and I was like what I'm 32 years old I, told, I looked at this doctor and I was like I yeah magic fairy didn't take away my spina bifida when I turned 18 and I walked out and I never saw this doctor again because I was like like how are you gonna send me to the children's hospital right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining you like in the in the, uh, the pediatrician office, you know, and it's like uh, this big adult up in there. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. Uh, I mean, I asked that question because I, I just feel like everything is about timing and purpose and reason. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was hoping that you didn't feel any kind of way. I mean, you know, after we gone, they go have a uh, uh, solutions for all kind of stuff man that you know i mean my boys real bad asthma or my 10 year old and you know one day they have something where kids can't have asthma you know so uh but yeah man you you are you are strong you are confident i can tell um i i just love your inner strength man i mean and and you know what's so funny like i and we were talking before we went live for some reason I just had a rough day today mentally. Nothing really happened. Oh, yes, it did. We talked about it. The Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl happened. The Super Bowl <laughs> happened. That's what it was. <laughs> and I'm not 18 anymore. That's what it is. All right. So, yeah. So, I woke up today. I mean, I was crunk like I normally am in the morning, but like quickly went to like, oh, man, like I'm just grumpy. And, um, so, but I kept thinking about you in our interview today. And I was like, man, shut up, Cliff. You know what I'm saying? You're around here complaining about like you're not in a good mood. And, you know, Bethany's around here, you know, I mean, has a disability in a wheelchair. Not, not trying to compare, but it was just kind of a self check for me. Like, I feel like as people, and it kind of goes back to, I guess, the privilege, like, we have so much that we take for granted. You know what I'm saying? And and we don't, or for me, I don't realize it sometimes until like I come up against something else. So I was thinking about you today and I was like, man, I'm around here complaining and all this and I don't have it. You know, I mean, it, it can be worse and you just need to shut up and, and, and go through this day. Um, you know, I, I think about people that are worse off than me as well. I mean, I have a lot yeah. of things that, you know, they've been injured later in life. And I mean, I could tell you stories about their injuries that would make your toes curl. Um, but, you know, I also, I, I try to channel my, my inner, my inner friend, my, my inner friend as you well. Up words in blended lines. We don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> I make them up all the time. <laughs> well, Kim, our, our our lovely Kim has a question. She says, can you talk about some of the ways people can respect wheelchair users when trying to help with doors and things, which is a great, no, this is a great question. And let me tell you why. All right. Um, because what I've heard, I haven't heard it from somebody in a wheelchair directly, but what I've heard through other people is like, don't do it because, you know, some people in wheelchairs get pissed off because they don't want you to be treating them. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a disability, whereas other ones don't mind. So, yeah, what what, what are we doing? Because, look, I'm that guy. I open the door for everybody. But I but I will add this. Like if. Should I really say this? I probably shouldn't say this. If I open the door and somebody doesn't say thank you, I I, I will admit a few times I kind of let the door go a little early and hit them in the back. But don't judge okay. me. <laughs> no judgment. Yeah. So what do we do about that? So, so, again, I am probably the worst person to ask because I, you know, 
I'm I'm a very independent person. I'm very tolerant of you know different things. However, if 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 you ask me to, if you ask, if you see me say getting out of my car or struggling to get a door open, um, just ask if I need help. And if I say no, thank you. Or if I say no, then no. I mean, no. We all know no means no. No means no. No means no. <laughs> so um, so respect that no. And you know if. if <laughs> there are times like when I've been trying to get out of my car and I have um, people have like, oh, can I help you? And um, I'm like, no, I've got it. You know, I do this all the time. And then they keep trying to help and it just kind of. Oh, yeah. Makes the process slower. And so, it, you know, no means no. But yeah. It's nice to ask. So, yeah. No, no, no. That, that's good. I like the no means no. Because, you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking as a parent now, like my boys, you know, 10 and five. Look, man, I don't know where these new age kids come from. You know, they didn't come from where we came from because they just they, they so independent. They don't want help with nothing. Right. So my five year old is constantly trying to do stuff on his own. And I'm like, son, let me help you. No. And, you know, and I'm trying to respect it. Right. But I'm like, I see he's struggling and I'm like, oh, come on, man, let me help you. He's like, no. So even for me, it's difficult, you know, but I do. And it, but it goes back to what you said. No means no. You know, and, and if you got to walk away, then walk away. But hell, you've done it hundreds, thousands, millions of times. Yeah. You know, Thank I, you. Kim brings up a great point. You know, if you don't ask and you just assume and you start grabbing stuff and, um, you know, grabbing a wheel or grabbing a door, you know, they may be using it to balance or, you know, to they have like a system in place. And so right, and cause them to fall out of their chair or fall on their face, you know, so. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's a good question. Hey, guys, these are great questions. Y'all keep asking uh, Bethany questions because. I really want us to get out there um, the, the, the discrimination aspect from a disability standpoint. Because, I mean, again, this is even new to me because I always thought of it as in race. But clearly you go through the exact same thing that we as people of color go through, you know, uh, as far as just being discriminated against. Um, what is what is a what is a daily life of. Bethany, you know, like, you know, is it is it just a really difficult task, like getting up in the morning to get ready and stuff like that? Because, I mean, I get up in the morning and, you know, especially being on quarantine, like, you know, I had to really make myself like go sh take a shower or, you know, Toya might be like, you stink. <laughs> I'm a man, you know, and I mean, some things it takes a lot of pushing for me to do. How is it on your end? Do you, do you want a pre-COVID day in the life or a let, let's do a pre-COVID COVID, a COVID day in the life? Yeah, let's do a pre-COVID. That wouldn't be more interesting. Sure. So pre-COVID, <laughs> um, I mean, I I'm a very busy person. If I am not busy, I I don't know. I just it's not good for me. <laughs> so um Same. I, you know. Well, and I'm also not, you know, 20 years younger. So. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I get up, I go to work, you know, I get ready. I go to work. Mm -hmm. um, I work all day. Sometimes I go to lunch. Sometimes I don't go to lunch. And then sometimes I work overtime. Sounds, I mean, I really have a normal life. It's not right, right, right. And, and I'm, I'm just, but, um, <laughs> Um, on on Thursdays when there was not COVID, I would um, go to the ice rink in the winter and do uh, curling. <clears throat> so I um, I started a curling club here in Louisville, Kentucky. So all you Louisville peeps that are listening and want to come curl, <clears throat> Atlanta also has a curling club. So <laughs> shout out to Cal uh, to curling and shout out to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then yeah, I mean it's just. I like hanging out with my friends. Um, mm -hmm. Struggles that I have, I mean, I don't really struggle with 
you know, I don't really struggle with anything. I mean, it takes me, it just, it might take me, you know, a little longer. I can't just like hop in the shower and like walk out the door. Like there's a process that I have to right, right. take care of some medical needs and things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, it's, I, I think I had more trouble. Um, you know, I think I had more trouble during COVID just because I'm working from home now. So I don't, there are days that I'm like, have I left the house in like the last three weeks? I don't even know. Like what's today? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I struggle with the days, man, a lot. And and look, I feel your pain. I'm a, uh, you know, I have ADHD. Uh, I am an extreme extrovert. So I'm constantly looking for stimulation, you know, like dopamine burst. And when we first went on quarantine, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man, I was struggling, right? Um, and thank God, uh, you know, God put blended lines in my spirit because blended lines to this day is still keeping me engaged. You know, I've met so many new friends, like real friends. I'm not talking yeah. about years. I'm talking about people who genuinely care for Cliff. Or if I lean into, I lean into the group too. You know that if I'm like, yo, like not feeling good today, need some prayers, positive energy. People send messages, text, all that. Cliff, just checking on you. And it ain't just me. I mean, other people in the group tell me uh, that happens to them as well. People that don't even know them will just message them. Hey, just checking on you. Heard you weren't feeling well. So it's, it's turning into a beautiful community, right? Which I absolutely love. Um, and, and we don't judge anybody. We just love on you where you are. You know, we're not going to be that idiot that walks up like, hey, you know, pray in three days and you'll be walking. Um, which I want to go into that, right? Yeah, let's talk, do it. Yeah, I want to talk. We're going to get into the spiritual realm now, guys. Um, so how does it make you feel when a person walks up to you and says, hey, Bethany, uh, if you pray for three days and fast, uh, you'll walk out your wheelchair on the third day. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Honestly, it's happened to me more than once. And every time it happens, I'm still makes me speechless because I'm like. What? <laughs> and so for me, um, and like I said before, for me, um, religion is very personal. So who are you to come up to me and say, you know, but it, well, first of all, assume that I even, you know, am a religious person. Right. Absolutely. Is, yeah. is that their way of like trying to get me to um, come towards Jesus? Because if it is, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> right. Or apparently I'm not praying hard enough or I'm not doing something right. Or like, you know, do, did I not throw enough holy water like in the air? You know, I mean, it's, so it, it it bothers me in a in a way that I think that just because I feel like it's you know it's like something's wrong with me. Right. Way like I'm not um valuable or I'm not like worthy um but you know as the bible says like you know, God makes us in, you know, his image before we are born. And I was, I was born with my disability. He knew what he was doing when he made me. So. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Screw you. And you go pray for three days, people. (laughs) So, so when like, okay, so this is just fascinating to me, man. I just, I don't, you know, I'm putting myself in your shoes, man. And I literally don't know what I would say other than probably. I don't know, man. It, I, I don't think I will be as nice as you. I'm just going to keep it real, man. That <laughs> Sometimes is you just have to say thank you and walk away. <laughs> I, I would literally let my face cuss them out. Like I got a look that I can give you. Well, I have to. I don't have to say anything. My face is just going to curse you out. So I probably just ride with that face every time somebody said that to me. Um, and I want to elaborate on that for a little bit. So um, when I had my breakdown, my mental breakdown, uh, first of all, I, I'm a Christian. All right. Um, 
I am not religious. I don't like religion. I am just a, a man who believes in God, right? Uh, and Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, and, and I've always been a spiritual person. So when I had my mental breakdown, um, you know, I was going to, to my wife, Toya, and I was just like, man, you know, I'm really struggling, blah, blah, blah. And she just be like, you know, bless her heart, because my wife has never experienced depression. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, if you haven't experienced it or if you haven't, what, like, walked a mile in somebody else's shoe, you really don't know. I mean, you can say my condolences or I'm sorry and all that all you want, but you truly don't know. Right. So and she'd be like, well, you know, you need to pray about it and, and ask God to deliver you from that. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm praying for like over a year. Right. And I started just kind of thinking like you, like. Well, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Why, why is he not answering my prayer? But I didn't have the mindset then, right, that I have now. Now, when I look back on it, I know that had to happen in order for me to be who I am today. If that hadn't happened, blended, blended lines wouldn't be here, right? Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't be yearning for a community of love and trying to reach people who are struggling right um so now with that mindset i see i had to go through that now i told you before we came on um i just kept telling myself i know i'm not going to be like this all the time i know this is going to be a testimony to tell other people i just kind of i felt that in my spirit even though i didn't feel like that at the time and then long story short man it happened and all of this happened, you know, and I, I actually felt guilty when I went from the bottom to the top because it happened so fast. And I told my wife, like, I don't understand. I, I don't feel worthy. You know what I'm saying? To be a leader over this community. And she was like, but Cliff, you pray for it, you know. So why are you so confused about it? So I brought that up on purpose to let people know you have to be very cautious when you bring spirituality in it. Do I believe God can heal? Yes, absolutely. But I also believe God does not make mistakes. All right. He made us right. Mm-hmm. We are not mistakes. And, and also, um, you just have to remember that, you know, life is a journey and the challenges make you a better person. And I think once people get that, they'll realize that, okay, this has to happen. You see what I'm saying? And, and who's to say healing is not the physical form, but some kind of maybe mental form or, you know, right. it can be so different and so vast. Absolutely, man. That is a great point. That is a great point. Um, so what is what 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 is your outlet? Let's talk about hobbies. I know you do the curling, but like with me. My outlet is working out because, uh, you know, when I was seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist, my psychiatrist told me the two remedies for depression, natural remedies are exercise because it gives you the dopamine fits. Right. Um, And interacting with people. Right. So I literally work out. If I don't work out every day is every other day. That's my outlet. All right. What's your outlet? So I love anything to do with nature. That's kind of where I go and connect spiritually and mentally. Nice. Out in the woods, close to the water. That is just kind of where I, I, I love to decompress and just be still and one with nature. Um, so whether that be um, kayaking or taking a walk in, you know, on a path or a roll on a path, if you will, you know, whatever. Right. Um, or, you know, just dr- taking a drive. That's my therapy. Yeah. So that's one, that's my, that's one thing. Um, I, I also, I love to sleep. <laughs> Are we twins? We're <laughs> Um, so, you know, just being, being still and quiet and falling asleep, you know, just falling asleep, but, um, I, you know, should probably exercise, but, and I do just not on a regular basis because it's just hard to keep motivated. 
<laughs> right, right. Is that something that the doctors told you that you need to try to do as the exercise or, or don't do it? Like what what is their take on it? I mean, I for for me, I think exercise is very beneficial for, for anybody, especially a wheelchair user, just because when you're a wheelchair user, your body metabolizes stuff differently. And if you're not careful, you can become overweight very quickly because, you know, I'm sitting on my rump all day. So how many hours am I burning? Not a whole lot. Right. So, and I love food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, we are too much alike. <laughs> we love all the same things. That's well, that, that's what I love about doing these interviews, man. It's like it kind of goes back to the whole thing, man. We're like, look we all have more in common than we are different. You know what I'm saying? Everything mm -hmm. that I said, I absolutely love. I love nature. I love to sleep. I love food, which is another reason why I have to work out every day, you know, or I be obese around here. Um, and I mean, it just goes to show you that if, you know, we, we got to get out of the habit and, and, and it may be a human trait. I don't know of forming an opinion before we actually talk to somebody or, you know, get to know them. I know some of it is fear, but when you're not a fearful person, you know, like my experience made me uh, not fear anything, right? Um, you know, I always tell people it was like me and, and the Reaper in the, in the ring and, and, you know, we was about to box and I just got to the point, I was like, I'm finna knock your ass out. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going out with a fight. You're not finna get me and I knocked them out. And so, you know, I came out the ring with my chest all swole, you know, and so now I'm kind of feeling myself walking around. And but I love that confidence and I can tell that you're confident. Right. And so it's just so important, man, to just love yourself and just be in love with who you are, the good and the bad. And, and, I, and I found that, too. Like, yeah, Cliff got some things he don't like about himself, you know. But I've learned to accept and love those things because it makes me who I am, makes me unique, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, you know, have asked me, you know, if I could take a swallow a pill that I could, uh, you know, be normal. I'm like, why would I want to be normal? <laughs> like, I and, what, be and what is normal? Yeah, exactly. What is normal? But you know what? I can I can go into a crowd and people will be like, people know who I am. Which right. I don't, I'm, I'm an, I don't like to be the center of attention by any means, mm -hmm. but it does make you feel a little special when you, you know, when people know you, I mean, it really does. And yeah. I don't need the attention at all. I could, I could go days without having, you know, any attention, but to, to know somebody and to know that, that connection, I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. It but, is. Also loving yourself. I mean, it took me a, a very long time to really accept my disability and to accept, you know, the journey that I'm on, the cards that I'd been dealt. <clears throat> and so, um, you know, that was that was hard for me to do because I always kept, you know, why me? Why me? Well, you know what? Why not me? <laughs> right. How, how long did you have that mentality? How, how long did it take before you start loving yourself? So for me, it took 41 years. Well, I mean, if we if we count from the womb, we'll count from the womb, from the womb out. It took me 41 years. I mean, for for me, it still can be a struggle just because and I and honestly, I think, um, you know, like social media kind of brings up some of those things like. You know, because you everybody posts their perfect life, and yeah, no, I don't have that perfect life, but I have the perfect life for me, and I had I had to realize, you know, realize that this is the perfect life for me. Right, that, that is so true. Um, social media is a double-edged sword, right? Um, I mean, it can be used for good, aka blended lines, plug. <laughs> Or it could be used for bad where it glorifies like your life is, uh, you know, I posted a, I put a post in the group the other day and it was, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it was, it looked like an airplane window. And he was like, yeah, I'm on my way to Dubai, you know, and when you back up, it ended up being a, a milk, a gallon milk handle. 
so it was hilarious but it was so true that yeah. people are only going to post the good things yeah you know nobody's going to post that they may be behind you know on bills you know if you really want to get real post that credit score out there you know i mean you know it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're dirty laundry out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but you know, the thing about it, Bethany, is that the more you are true to yourself, the more you show people who you really are, the good and the bad, the less stressed you are. You don't have to worry about covering anything up, hiding anything. I always tell people now, what you see is what you get. All right. If you don't like it right now, don't waste my time or your turn, your time. Let's just keep it moving. All right. Cause life mm -hmm. is too short. Um, but if you're willing to open your heart and your mind and accept me for who I am, then we could be a family, you know, which is what's going on in blended line. Blended lines. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see is just a bunch of weird people in some way or fashion alone. Life was misunderstood and we just all have come together now and we're kind of like loving on each other and telling each other how special we are because we didn't really get it growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's awesome. Um, what? And I know we're coming up. They go fast, man. We're at 646 now. We got plenty of time. What um, what what are some things that we should not say or do? when it comes to people with disabilities? God, that's a tough question. <laughs> well, that one would come from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, I, this is probably not the way to answer this question, but just, you know, respect the person for who they are, you know? Like, there's nothing you, there's, you can, for, for me, there's no wrong or right way to to do or say for to someone with a disability. Just you know, treat them like every your everyday friends. Treat them like your family. You know, um, just be respectful of them. Say hi. Give them a smile. I mean, they they are people too. So yeah, that man, that is that is great wisdom. Because that's the thing. If you just treat them like a human being, it takes the disability out of it. Right. It's only when you come in acting like they have a disability is when you put the elephant in the, in the room. Is that do, would you agree with that? Yes. And and I guess what one thing is a lot of people, um, they talk really loud to me like I can't hear. <laughs> what? But it's, <laughs> I, I generally say um, I'm in a wheelchair and my hearing is fine. <laughs> oh my goodness! That is, normal so That's, that is mind blowing to. But you know what, Bethany? That that shows me clearly the lack of education, or 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 well, that slash stupidity. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a thin line there. Uh, man, that is so wild, man. Yeah. Also, um, you know, if they have somebody with them, address that person, address that, not the person with them, but address that person with this disability. Yeah. I read this meme the other day and it was something like, just because, um, I can't speak doesn't mean I can't think just because I can't, you know, express myself doesn't mean I have feelings. Um, you know, it kind of went on a little bit more um because i can't remember exactly what all it said but it, i was like that's so true like right. you know people assume these things but don't don't make assumptions you know address the person by their name and you know if mom or a friend or anybody's with them and, and they maybe appear that they can't speak or you know for themselves ask them what their name is and then talk to that person right right yeah, my boss used to always tell me, don't assume you only make an ass out of you and me, which right. is, I'm sure you've heard that before. But yeah, I just think that is like classic. And, and I mean, that was like 20 years ago. And to this day, I still when I'm about to assume some, I think about that. Um, well, that's a good segue into the next question. So, you know, let's talk about hubby. Hubby, I'm, I know he's supportive. And, and, and when you guys go out, like, 
how, how is it for him? Does he share some of the uh, the burden of the stupidity with people? Do the, do the people walk up to you with him there or only when you're by yourself? Generally, when I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> so, you know, I asked him one time and I think this was like a couple, like two years into our marriage. And I was like, do you, I was like, are you uncomfortable with that? You know, with us holding hands and like people staring and he's like, I don't care. He's like, fuck people. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, so my husband, I mean, he doesn't have a disability. He's, you know, walks just like on like a biped like everybody else. And uh, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm well, I man, look, I'm you know, I love being married, man. And we talked about that, like, you know, marriage is uh I love it, but it, it's like anything, you have to work at it. And I'm I'm so happy you have a partner, man. It, you know, I mean, you have somebody who's there with you, who can support you. Be there with you. And, and that is so awesome to have, man. You know, I mean, because being alone and having to do it, not saying you could, but it just seemed like it would be a bit more difficult, you know. But, you know, I always um, it, in relationships and intimacy with a disability is another whole ball game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I always thought I would get married eventually. But at the same time, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm a strong, independent woman, and I don't need no man in my life. And if I don't get married, I'm fine with that. There you go. But you know, but I mean, it, but you see the growth. Like I'm just hearing the growth yeah. in you. Absolutely. You, uh, you get you get tired. You get sick of tired of being sick and tired, especially of people, because people are going to always have something to say. And I have to get into this bathroom story that Kim is talking about. I don't know. I got to get to this story because it sounds it sound juicy. Do you know what she's talking about? I have no clue. <laughs> Kim, we don't know what you're talking about. Don't be putting my girl on blast like that. All right, we're going to go to the next question. Um, what advice would you give to other people with physical challenges and carry hateful attitudes because of it? So I think you need to, yeah, I mean, I, I, first of all, that's kind of a open, big open question because, you know, why do you have your physical, physical challenges? Was it due to uh, injury because of someone else? Um, you know, were you a, a domestic violence victim? Um, were you a victim of, of, of a shooting or a motor vehicle accident? You know, or were you, were challenges were, uh, you know, were you born with those challenges? Um, but I think you have to, I think you have to really kind of do some, some self like reflection. Mm. Um, you know, know that, you know, it, those angry attitudes um, can, they're legitimate that your anger and your hatefulness is very legitimate. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't carry that burden forever. And that, you know, you can do things to help your, you know, your situation by, you know, trying to really come to terms with, you know, your new abilities um, and really kind of moving past and being, you know, kind of being happy with, with where you are. Right. Exactly. All right, Kim. Okay. So she shared some more light on this. When you overheard the evil girl. Evil girls, I, Cam, I really um, I don't. I, Cam, we don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what you're. I don't remember. <laughs> um. Hey, I can answer this one. Let me see if I remember. Eight years. It'll be eight years in October. Okay, I was close. Eight years. Um. So we're coming up. We got five minutes left, Bethany. But I want to give you the stage, man. First of all. Thank you so much, man, for just willing to do this. Thank you for leaning into the group. I hope the comments made you feel better because yeah. I mean, I mean I, after I was pissed, you know, I had to like calm down after, you know, I heard about all the idiots that kept walking up to you. But then after that, I was like, man, she is a boss. You know what I'm saying? And then Kim was telling me stuff about you, about the curling and you, you open up a curling spot up there. And I mean, you're you're a leader. All right. And, you, and to be a leader, you don't have to be able to walk or anything like that. It's all about the mindset. 
And Bethany definitely has a leadership mindset. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Bethany. I mean, what what would you tell us out here, the people when it comes to people with disability? Like, how can we help? How can we be an ally? How can we love on you guys respectfully? All that good stuff. So, um, well, thanks for having me. First of all, I think this, it's been a great time. Um, and just, you know, I hope I hope everybody's been learned something. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, I hope a takeaway that I hope you get is, you know, treat people with respect. Uh, people with disabilities or people too, you know, they might just be have different ways of doing things, mm -hmm. you know, getting dressed, walking, things like that. Um, and, you know, if, if you ever have any questions on how to um, approach a person with a disability or we're in a situation, I mean, just, um, you know, you can always reach out to me. I'm, I'm an open book and I can try to help, you know, navigate how to, you know, talk to someone or, you know, what to do in a situation. So, um, mm -hmm. I mean, one of, one of the things that my goals is to um, really kind of, well, my philosophy in life is I want to make a positive impact on every person that I meet. And mm -hmm. so by doing that, I, you know, try to have a positive attitude and I try to, um, you know, brighten people's day by giving them compliments. I mean, that's just one of my things that I do. Mm -hmm. But also, also know that that you know I want to use my white privilege um, to help people um, that are not like me to have my opportunities. Right. So whether that be college, whether that be job, and so I really, you know, I really want to help people that are like me but not like me, like have the same opportunities that I've been given. Man, that's so awesome. And thank you for the invitation to allow people to ask you questions, because I think, see, when we put that out in the atmosphere that, you know, it's OK to ask you questions, then that kind of alleviates that fear. Right. Because, I mean, you got people who won't even ask you what your disability. Well, but they, they go through other parties to find out about you, which is so strange to me. But I know they, they I know they do it. I know they do it because they're uncomfortable and probably fearful, right? So uh, you've given everybody in the group an open invitation. Um, you know, like if I go do something when COVID goes away for uh, people with disabilities, which I'm, I'm going to get out there and do homeless stuff. Just I'm going to do all kind of stuff. But before I go in there, you know, I'm going to hit you up and just make sure I got my stuff right, right? I don't want to. I don't want to go in there making nobody mad, you know, or trying to open the door for everybody. Or I'm glad you told me about the no means no, because I I would probably be that guy like, ma'am, are you sure? Come on, let me just do it for you. No, damn it. <laughs> and just know that you know if if you see somebody and you want to strike up a conversation with them, that it might not go how you planned, and that's okay. I right. Mean, just know that you may screw up and it's okay. <laughs> right. And, and, and the most important nugget that I got from all of this, and, and we'll end it here, man, what really stood out to me, Bethany, is when you said, treat them like a human being. That's all you got to do. Just go up to them and, and, and you know, no, don't forget the wheelchairs there, but just treat them like any other person. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think if you do that, you won't even you won't even have to have a discussion about disability. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, hey, how you doing? How was your day? Oh, good. You married it. You, you know, regular conversation. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you, man. That's so good. So good. Well, look, girl. Look, I know you know a lot of people. I do. I you have a huge family in Blended Lines who loves you for you. Nobody thinks you're broken. I'm honored to know you because you're a leader. Uh, I can tell you know who you are. You know your worth. And those are the kind of people that I want to be around from this point on in my life. I don't want to be around any fake people or somebody who go talk about me behind my back and all that crap. Right. So thank you, Bethany, for being you. Thank you for giving me your time man, and talk to Blended Lines and the family and just encourage us to, uh, you know, what to do and what not to do. And uh I'll leave the last little minute to you, sis, if you want to say anything else. 
Yeah, well, thanks. Hit me up if you ever need anything. I'm an open book and not just disability. When COVID's over, let's go out and have a good time. If I ever come to Kentucky, I want you to take me curling. I mean, I can come to Atlanta and do that too. So, <laughs> but black people don't skate. There's no. <laughs> Black people don't get on no ice. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I mean, can I uh, can I do it without ice skates? Can I go out there in my shoes and just kind of? You sure can. Because there's no ice skating and curling. Hello. Oh, it's not. See, I don't even know what curling. What is curling? 2018 Olympics. <laughs> it's where it's where they throw the big rocks down the sheet of ice. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. They don't even do any ice skating, right? They just just push it. You just push it. It's a stone of granite. Oh, it's granite? Oh, man. I didn't know it was that heavy. Wow. That's so fascinating. All right, girl. Well, look, I love you. I appreciate you, man. I really do. I'm so glad you are a Blended Lines family member. And, uh, you know, this will be in the uh, in Blended Lines for people to watch on live. And it'll be on the YouTube channel as well. But, Bethany, I appreciate you, friend. You have a good one. And look, if you need anything, lean into the group or holler at me, all right? Absolutely. Love you guys. All right. Love you, girl. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.